You're listening to JM Partners Atlanta Market East Drop, a quick real estate update from Jerry Metcalf Partners, real estate agents on the ground in Atlanta, talking about what it's like, what to expect, the pros, the cons, and what to consider to align yourself and your loved ones for the best opportunities. dropping everybody we're, we're doing our best to make this more and more like real and ask one another questions for you guys to listen in right now we're talking about and we're going to go from here but from market insights who seems to always be ahead of the curve always know what's going on and always have the most accurate predictions and they are not sponsoring this interview um we just got an update from them that per their predictions we kind of crashed mid-april through the quarantine and since then the market's just been exploding year we've been doing a lot of week every week year over year we're up in the contracts we as in atlanta metro atlanta is up in contracts by 38 percent and right now it is august early the first week of august so we're looking at we're up year over year 38 percent on pendings we're up year over year 20 percent on closings um and we will do a shout out for our broker our brokerage atlanta fine homes up double in pendings and closings year over year, just saying. But back to the market in Atlanta in general, what do we, um, we were kind of brainstorming on this, everybody on questions and Adam, you were talking about what about six months from now, Bridget, you had something to add to that and we'll, let's go from there. Well, and just, just asking the question that how do you put sellers and buyers minds at ease that the market is gonna remain at least steady we might not see the the over six percent year over year return that we've gotten the last couple of years or at least this year but you know are we in a bubble everybody talks about a bubble because the the recession's so raw for our generation yeah well it's the recession was ended 10 years ago well we still feel it no to your point <laughs> to your point well, you know, yeah. cautious i guess so just trying to put them at ease yeah so i think well, a few things. Speaking so, for, sorry, I'll, I'll elaborate. I'm speaking for our generation. I literally had this conversation with somebody my age earlier this morning and just trying to, you know, what are, yeah. what, do we say? Like, what are the good things to say to put it all for in everybody? We're like, we live in fear of 2000. It's, we think it's 2000, every year we think it's 2006 all over again. Right. And how do we know it's not? So I had a, a couple of things I will say to that and is that, you know, I had a conversation. I happened to be talking to Phil Clark this morning, a builder, and he's so funny. He goes, you know, he's been in houses for 34 years, but he said, you know, he was a double major. He's gonna, if he listens to this, he's gonna laugh because I'm gonna get it wrong, but it was <clears throat> like finance and management or something. But he's sorry, Bill, I already forgot. Should've written it down. But he said that, um, you know, the, the most important thing I learned in finance and all of this was the first day of class when one of my best professors goes, just remember this, if you can just grasp the law of supply and demand, everything else comes from there. So back to the question of, well, what is, the demand's obviously high, the supply's low, why is it low, and what about six months from now? Well, a lot of where it's low comes from building permits and building. So you were saying before we started recording, Bridget, how you know, we forget that while building permits are up now, right? There were no building permits being even being put through for two months. Right. So 
You can't use that. And I'm not well, trying to negative. You can because that lowers supply. It keeps moving if, it, if they continue. You're right. You're right. But who's, how are people finding lots? So are they tearing down their own homes, finding rentals, and then, and then putting through the building permits? Probably. Exactly. Um, all the people who, it depends on what market you're in. Right. So in the market we're in, Buckhead and Brookhaven, people, well, we have the best lots in Atlanta and North Buckhead at Ivy Ridge on Henry Court. Just reach <laughs> out. They're all flat. They all have, they account for a pull and they're on a quiet cul-de-sac. And we're getting, I mean, we're getting so many calls right now because those are good lots and there aren't many. The other lots we know of are on a cliff or they're incredibly expensive or we've, we've got a few, we've actually got one coming up, but we had, we sold one. Um, Adam and I sold one for $950,000. That was a really great lot. We sold another one right before that. But anyway, those aren't easy to find. Um, and every time we sell one, everybody's upset that they didn't get it or we're, you know, finding more. Um, but the point is lots aren't easy to find or you're tearing down. This is Buckhead, Brookhaven, everybody. You're tearing down to buy. It is expensive to build. Um, and then at the same time, we've said this before, but John and Rajiv talk about back to our fear. Like we're afraid it's 2006 this year and next year the market's going to tank. Um, how do we know it's not 2006 this year? So a few thoughts to that are, Number one, rental properties. Back in 2006, I was paying twice on my mortgage what I would have had to pay if I just rented the house. People don't talk about that much, but that's a big indicator. Right now, that's not the case. If you buy a house, right, you're going to rent it for less. I mean, you're going to rent it for more. Right. If you buy it, it's going to be less expensive. Mm-hmm. If you want to build a house, it's going to be more expensive than it is to buy a resale. They sell traditionally like the statistics are a resale, a new construction sell sells for 10% more. It's more expensive than that though, to actually build brand new construction. So if that's the case, that slows down the building. The, so we're looking at it's 10% more to buy a new construction, but it actually costs 30 to 40% more to build new construction. So that controls, the builders don't like that obviously, but that, that number one, controls the rate at which supply grows, but it also continues to raise prices of homes. Right. Because there is still going to be a demand and still is a demand for new construction. So that's my formula for supply and demand. Demand is up, supply is down. And how do those how do those move around? Demand is also up, really up for lower price points more so than the upper than the higher price points of homes. But higher price points of homes are selling for more and more often as well. I haven't, so it's funny because there were just as many pendings as there were actives when I was even just pulling a search yesterday, which, I mean, obviously. Let's say what that means, but what is that? That that was huge because you have, I mean, you just have so much, um, meaning like, and this was at a high price point. So I was looking at a a higher price point. This is a, a million one. And pulling the the comps were was very telling that if it's priced right, yeah, truly, if it's priced right, the buyers are putting them under contract. I mean, so less of, very few days on market, the buyers are out there. It's but but you can't. But let's elaborate 
a lot of people listening know what that means. Let's elaborate for people who don't, and then we're going to let Adam talk because before it records, Adam does all the talking and gives us the great ideas, and then he sure. shuts down and lets us chat. But so, so everybody, most people, for everybody who does, doesn't know whatever. Six months inventory is a neutral market, which means that, which means that if there are three homes under contract, that nine number are sold really, that number times six is what's on the market. So if you've got this, or maybe times like four and a half, because the typical contract time is 45 days. So if you've got, you know, we're just set for simple numbers, 10 homes on the market and 10 homes under contract, now that means you've got 30 to 45 days of inventory, which means one and a half months of inventory, one and a half months. Now really the overall numbers, everybody is four months. We talked about this last week of inventory, but a neutral market is six months, less than six months. Now, if you get down to the lower price points, it might be three months, but let's just sit to sit, sit to six months, less than six months means that it is a seller's market buyer. The demand is high for buyers. If it is more than six months of inventory, then it is a buyer, then it is a buyer's market. The sellers are having a harder time selling. So if it's as low as literally that's like in that market, it's not in Atlanta overall, but in the market you're looking in, I think it was Brookhaven, was it Astro Park? Yes. Yep. So in Ashford Park, which we know that's a hot market. So to reiterate, in Ashford Park, you're basically at a million plus. You're still at 30 days. You're, you're at one month supply. Mm -hmm. that's, that's crazy. And that means things are selling without going on the market. Yeah. No, yeah, because we're doing that too. So back to Adam's question, how do we know it's going to still be like this in six months? Number one, well, the state of the market now is such that supply is only going to increase by so much and demand is stable. So what is going to happen to demand? And it also comes down to the rate at which houses can be built and the demand speaking to demand when it's still less expensive to own and buy that also may keeps the demand up and the low interest rates keep the demand up. So Adam, or go ahead, Bridget. No, We're no, make no, Adam talk before we go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great question. I mean, I know Bridget mentioned houses being priced right. Um, those are the ones that are going, the ones that are not are priced a little high. Those are still sitting. I feel like right now we're seeing, or what I'm seeing, I feel like the buyers are very well educated on the value of the homes and not overpaying for the home. Yeah. Very good point. And, and, and I think in years past, and they're patient. 2018, People were overpaying for some of the homes trying to drive the price up. But now I'm not seeing it. I don't know about you guys, but it, right. it seems if, I, if, if it's overpriced, it's sitting and people aren't off low balling as much as I've seen. It's, it's more as soon as if it's priced right, it goes very fast. Mm -hmm. So that's know. a great point. Well, and that goes, because goes back to John, John's comment and market insights about self-regulation. People are afraid to do that. So the fear of what's going to happen is keeping us, I hate to use the word fear, but it kind of is a little bit, but go ahead, the experience. But what were you going to say, Bridget? No, that's brilliant. You're exactly right. You're, I mean, honestly, that's the homes that are sitting on the market. I mean, I looked at them very closely just because I wanted to understand, you know, and try to understand from a very micro market perspective what, what is happening. But I was, I couldn't believe the number of pendings and the ones that are active, you can tell they're overpriced. That's all it is. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. 
Right. So I, mean, I still think their new construction. Sorry, let me just throw that out. Their new construction. They're sitting on a, the market as an active market, but they could be. Yeah. There are a lot of new constructions on the market in our in National Park, and that's those well, are different because they're not built. I think a point two to the over. We've talked about this in weeks before, but a point two to the overpricing is they're not. Sometimes it's overpriced, or sometimes it's it needs to be repositioned in the marketing and who it's put in front of, and it needs it might need a bathroom needs to be updated because we said this before, but people don't want to update their own bathrooms anymore. They've been, IGTV has gotten them educated on what they want. And I think we've had enough time since IGTV became hot, IGTV became hot that it's IGTV, is it, what is HGTV. it? HGTV. HG, sorry y'all. <laughs> Not Instagram, but whatever. They don't want to do it themselves anymore. Right. Right, no, that, you're exactly right. And I was like, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but you, you are right. I mean, people aren't wanting to do um, the renovations themselves anymore. They want it. They want to be able to move into it. Um, but it is a seller's market, but not so much where they can ask these outrageous prices yeah, for their home. You're exactly right. And yeah. I had the yeah. conversation yesterday with what might be my worst client, but that's okay. It's my husband. I can say that. <laughs> oh, good. We're glad you elaborated on that. But um, no, these, I think these are all great points for everybody who's selling, thinking about selling, buying, like how do I assess the market? It's not San Francisco, but there are a lot of buyers coming from other markets that are like San Francisco that are making very strong offers and just understanding what they're doing, what our market's doing and how to best navigate. So I think that's good. Anybody have anything to add before we shut this off and get to our showings? No, go get your showing. Thank you for listening to the JM Partners Atlanta Market Eavesdrop. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with your friends who might be moving or who just want to keep up with the latest on the Atlanta residential market. You can find us anytime online at jmpartners.io. That's jmpartners.io.